0: Good, everybody. Welcome to another Niners Nation podcast. I am Rob Stats guerrera Happy Monday to you. Hope you are enjoying the start to your week. Got a special show for you today. I uh, had a chance to catch up with the guy I think that studies quarterbacks more than any other national analyst in the business. That would be Chris Sims of NBC Sports Football Night in America. And, of course, the Chris Sims Unbuttoned podcast, I used to work with Chris at NBC Sports. He was kind enough to give me about 25 minutes last week. I wanted to get that to you because I'm jonesing for some Trey Lance analysis. I've watched all his throws myself. Uh, I can't get enough of it. And I wanted to talk to somebody that I know for a fact studies this stuff like it's his job because it is, in fact. His job. So I wanted to let you hear that. Before I do, I just want to remind you again, please rate, review, and follow the Niners Nation Podcast Network. It really does help us with visibility. If you like what we're doing, five-star ratings are always appreciated. And if you ask us a question, I promise you, you will get an answer. We will answer it on the air and or answer it via social media. All right, without further ado, here is my conversation with Chris Sims of NBC.
1: Yo, what's up, Stats, a.k.a. Staticus? Uh, I'm doing good, man. I'm. It's glad to hear that I put you in a good mood. I don't think everybody has that same feeling when they're going to talk to me or meet me or anything like that, but that's good to hear you do.
0: Well, I, I don't know how they couldn't. Like, you go through life. I've tried to explain it to people. They just don't understand. And I, the best way I could explain it, like, People are just happy around you. We were on a flight together once. I can't remember where, I guess we were going to the Super Bowl, and you were sitting in front of me and somehow you were adjusting the headrest on your seat and you snapped it off. (laughs) You broke it. (laughs) You're right. And the flight attendant comes by and she looks at you and she just said, you're holding this broken thing in your hand. And she says, what did you do? And you say, it came off as if it happened on its own. Instead of getting in trouble, or anything like that. She just laughed and continued walking and nothing bad happened to you.
1: Uh, well, you're right. I do remember that. And yes, it, it did come off. It might've came <laughs> off because I got frustrated. It wasn't tall enough, so I pulled it a little too hard. Uh, I don't know what to say about that. I, I try to go around and be polite and happy. I think you know that. I wear my heart on my sleeve as far as being honest and sometimes saying crazy things. So uh, hopefully people do like that. It wears off on people from time to time.
0: Well, you make a lot of people unhappy when your quarterback rankings come out (laughs) and you are counting down right now. You are all the way up to 13, who I believe is Baker Mayfield. And just so you know, when those come out, people are texting me and they're hitting me up saying, oh, look what your boy, Chris Sims just did. And I try to tell them like, these are not my rankings. I don't have anything to do with them. But I always tell people always that nobody puts more time and effort into creating lists like this than you because I've seen it. We've talked about it. I've heard you agonize over numbers 39 and 40 on your list one year. You don't do it for clicks. I try and tell people that Uh, that said, how the hell do you have Taysom Hill at number 24? You click whore. (laughs) What an asshole you
1: are. Thanks for having (laughs) me on the pod. I mean, first off, yeah, I would like to clarify and and kind of just piggyback off of what you said. Yes. You know, again, I'm not doing this for clicks. You know, I don't, I don't expect everybody to agree with me. I'm not saying that I'm totally right here, but you do know, I know a lot about the sport, the position. I work hard doing these lists, I go back, I watch film, I talk to a few people that I trust in the industry, along with my dad. Not that I listen to them about the rankings, but I like to have the conversations because it stimulates ideas and things. And oh, wait, that is a positive. Ooh, and I never thought of that. That is a negative about that player. So that's what I do. I'm not saying I'm always right. I know that. But I think also we can note that I got a pretty good history with some of this stuff as far as draft evaluation and all of those things. So, you know, now getting to the Taysom Hill thing, I understand like that's the big, that's one of those things that people look at. Well, he hasn't played that much. He's just learning how to be a quarterback. Yeah, I understand that. But also, hey, I take it for what I see. Yes, in this case, there's a little bit of a projection, but I don't know as much of it, if it's a much of the projection as what, some of the public is trying to make it out to be here. You know, first off, Sean Payton isn't keeping Taysom Hill around because he thinks he's the 75th best quarterback in football, (laughs) right? So there's one thing just to go, no, I think he thinks he's pretty good if he's thinking about starting him for his football team, right? I mean, if he really thought he was that bad or out of the top 32, I think he'd be looking for another quarterback this offseason. So, and then the other thing I think we have to think about here is you can't evaluate Taysom Hill – and all the quarterbacks in football, you know, at the same level. Yeah, if we're going to evaluate drop back surgical passing, then yeah, Taysom Hill might be lower than that. But you got to take into account the pressure, the weapon he is, the force of nature he is at the quarterback position, and the uncomfortable positions and things he does to a defense because of his skill set. His running is special, as you know. So there's that aspect. That handcuffs defenses to have to play and do certain things. Not going to be on the stat book, but that's pressure applied by Taysom Hill. Then, let's also not forget stats. I mean, he did go 3-1 and last year in an important part of the year and played well. I mean, he played really well, did everything well. There was more explosive pass plays than when Drew Brees was in. There was... Better, what do you throw for, over 70%, 72%? So I think between what I saw in the four games last year, preseason of two years ago is when it popped to me where I went, whoa, Taysom Hill's becoming a quarterback. You can tell he's got a big arm, he controls the football, and the running aspect, I think if you combine all those things, yes, he's a force force of nature that I believe deserved to be at, at 24 in the quarterback rankings.
0: All right, so you say that now, and that's going to transition me to my world, which is obviously the 49ers, because I feel like a lot of the things that you just said about Taysom Hill, of course, apply to Trey Lance. Sure. Uh, Might not be, you know, the best straight drop back passer, but he does other things that put pressure on a defense. You have him at 38 on your list. Yeah, I have have a bunch of dumb questions for you about Trey Lance that I want you to answer. Uh, Kyle Shanahan said on Wednesday that they threw everything at Lance at OTAs and he
1: got through installation. What does that mean exactly? That means that they didn't hold anything back and they treated him like he was a fourth, a fourth year quarterback who's been around the NFL and he could, you know, uh, understand, digest, you know, like a sponge, all the offense that was being put in. Wait, okay, this formation. All right, this formation is, you know, trips right. All right, but that's an 11 personnel. Now it's trips right with 12 personnel. Wait, who goes where? What does that? Oh, okay. Now the plays themselves. Okay, he understands the concepts and you know the, the rhyme and reasons for the concepts. You know, There's a language that speaks to you within the offense. Understands the checks. Hey, we want to run this play, but if they're blitzing over here, hey, let's run the other way. I think that's what he's basically telling you. The insulation of the offense did not have to be stopped Or slowed down because they were like, wait, wait, wait. Oh, hold on, everybody. We need to slow down and teach Trey, you know, a little bit more about this before we move to the next phase. So that's exciting for a coach. He doesn't want to be handcuffed with the amount of offense he can put on. And I think that is one of the things with uh, the the beauty of what people liked about Trey Lance coming out in the draft is his mind for sure.
0: That seems to be what Kyle fell in love with above anything else. And he's talked about multiple times how – They wanted to throw everything at Trey and they want to see when he comes back July 31st for training camp, where he is. Right. That to me, like, can he almost win the job in July then? Like, because if, if he comes back and everything is sharp and he's on top of it, is that really what Kyle is looking for?
1: Well, you know, it's sharp and on top of that in the classroom, but then that has to now translate to the field, right? Too. So that's the other part of it. Hey, it's all great. He gets it when I'm on the board and, You know, he can get us out of the huddle and he knows the checks and do doing all those things. But now the next piece will be, hey, yeah, we're it's great. He's where we want him to be at the start of training camp. But now can he execute it? Can he make the proper throw? Can he go through the reads? And listen, that's why for me, he was, you know, at number 38. You know, I understand what you're saying with the correlation between Taysom Hill. The difference is I've seen Taysom Hill do it in the NFL be successful running at the quarterback position in the NFL, make big time throws and go through reads and things like that in the NFL. And then Trey Lance, listen, I don't doubt that he can do those things. Like he has an incredibly high ceiling, but he has a low floor to me too. And there's things that I watched him on film in the draft process that to me are still questions unproven. I'm not sure he can get better at this area. And that's where I just got to see it a little bit before I can, you know, knock them up in front of some of these other guys who, yeah, are maybe not as talented as he is, but have a little bit more experience and know how to play the game better than he does at this point.
0: He does this thing. Cause I've of course gone back and watched every single snap because now Trey Lance is like my world. Right. And he does this thing sometimes where he passes sometimes when it's deep passes, but sometimes other passes too work. Yeah. He ducks down. And then as he then he comes up and throws all in one motion and it always affects his accuracy. What is that? And how do you fix it?
1: Yeah, like you know, it's 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 it has some good things about it. You know, there's a rhythm to what he's doing, and you're explaining it the right way. And then hopefully people are watching us so they understand what what I'm doing here. But yeah, he kind of I'm a lefty, so it's the opposite. But he kind of swings into the throw, right? He does this and then he swings back into it. Hey, there's other quarterbacks that do that. Aaron Rodgers on rhythm. If you see him getting to throw an out route or a comeback, he'll do the same thing to kind of create the rhythm and the opposites between the upper and lower body. But the thing that's concerning with Trey Lance is he does it on every throw all the time. <laughs> and that's where I was a little concerned with like what I saw because like, hey, it's, it's, it's okay if that's your first read. Okay, I'm in rhythm. Boom, let me throw it. Bam. But, okay, first guy, oh, he's not open. Wait, second guy, he's not open. Third guy, we don't have time to do this again now and swing the shoulder and come back up. you got to be in position and cocked and ready to go to let it go. And that's where Rodgers does that, but he can also go, wait, now I'm in the pocket and I just need to be in the position and let it fly, and he doesn't have that wasted motion. So you're right. It's a good eye by you. It's something that I do think needs to be fixed, It's something that I do think compromised his accuracy in college a lot, especially to like, like I'm saying, those second and third reads where he had to kind of change the field of where he was looking at. And it led to either incompletions or times where there's a guy running on a 15 yard cross and it becomes complete, but you go, man, he had to fall to the ground and catch it or he had to turn around and catch it. And if you threw it on target, he's going to run for a 70 yard touchdown. And those are things that Trey Lance needs to clean up, in my opinion.
0: Those are some of the same things I feel like Jimmy Garoppolo has to clean up also is ball placement. Like there are a lot of times where if he hits the guy in stride, a much bigger play would happen. But I don't know that that stuff is taking place at the NFL level, right? Like is Kyle going to pull Trey Lance aside and say, hey, like you've got to put your feet here and that'll make your throw better. Like he's not doing that. So how does that get better?
1: Yeah, well, you're right. well, like first off, yes. There's very few people in the NFL that really know rhyme and reason and how to correct problems, issues, throwing the football, whatever it may be. Kyle knows a little bit. He does, you know. And I'm not like saying this to pat myself on the back, but he's friends with the Sims family, and this is what <laughs> we do. And so he's heard a lot of this talk through my dad, me, my brother, and whatever. And then of course he has a relationship with John Beck too, to where he might be able to say some things to him. Hey, John, I'd like you to clean this up with Trey when you work with him in early July or whatever that may be. But I think Shanahan has enough of an eye to know what needs to be fixed to at least keep him on the straight and narrow and doing those things. Garoppolo's issues are other little issues. You're right. You know, but to me with Garoppolo and where, you know, I got him at the 21st-ranked quarterback in the NFL, and I know you probably want to yell at me and do all of those things too. <laughs> but Garoppolo's biggest issue is more of like it's his feet as well, but in a different way. His, he, he needs to have more pop in his feet, get his feet underneath them more. There's so many times where he's throwing the football and he doesn't hitch step, right? You know, you see quarterbacks, yep. they take a five-step drop, they take that hitch step up in the pocket and they throw it that allows you to capitalize on all your power. And when done right, it's gonna help you with your accuracy too. If you've got, I challenge people, go back and watch Jimmy Garoppolo. He throws almost every throw without a hitch step or his feet being flat or his back leg, which is his right leg, outside the framework of his body. And you can't create power that way. That's one of the reasons Aaron Rodgers pitch steps into those type of throws that we were just talking about in Mahomes. So they can get that back leg underneath their back shoulder and now have real power to use their arm and their legs at the same time to throw rifles. And that's a Jimmy G issue for sure. That's why it's bad deep balls too, stats.
0: Well okay, let's go through kind of a tail of the tape then on these two guys. Yeah. Accuracy. Who do you give the advantage to Lance or Garoppolo?
1: Garoppolo for sure right now, yes. Okay. Deep ball, I assume Trey Lance. Well, it, Trey's deep balls are not great either. They're not. It would be one of the things that I didn't like about the draft process either. You know, he's got a really strong arm. It's nothing about that. He is a little bit what I would call a one-club thrower, right? Every throw is kind of the same. He kind of throws his deep balls hard, his out route's hard, the slant route hard, all of that. He doesn't have a pitching wedge or a nine iron and some of those to throw those. So if he can learn how to do it a little bit better, throw the ball higher in the air, things like that, he has the potential to be the better down-the-field thrower. Garoppolo lacks that real power that way. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Trey Lance just by a little bit there. Uh, it's not great. Like I said, but I I mean, I think Jimmy's is really one of the lesser in all of football. When you talk about throws like 30 and 40 yards plus down the field.
0: Well, so you just mentioned the arm strength with Lance. And I feel like that's one of the exciting things that I'm looking forward to when he does start, which by the way, should be right away. Um, I want to see the difference in the passing offense with Lance with some of the out routes, some of the sideline comebacks because they're not running that stuff with Jimmy. Like you have talked about a million times, you load up the middle of the field. Cause that's the only place Jimmy
1: ever throws it. Yes, you're, you're exactly right. And, and Trey Lance and his, you know, if we correct these things and he starts to be the player and he can be, he's certainly going to put more pressure on the defense. And I think what you're talking about, you know, to basically sum that up is, when he's at quarterback, he has a greater chance of making the de- the defense defend the whole field. Yes, and that's probably where I think the beauty is with Shanahan. Wow, I can trick people with Trey Lance runs. My normal running game's awesome. Oh yeah, safeties come down here in the box. Come on, stop the run. Stop Mostert. Stop Trey Lance. Zoom seventy yard bomb. You know Ayuk over the top. You know. Oh, I'm rolling out, ooh, 40-yard laser on the run to Debo Samuel crossing the field. There's no doubt that he can open up the field for a lot of different things. And really, in my heart of hearts, I think that's why Shanahan drafted him. Because, one, you know, I think he liked the schematical advantage he'll get from the run game. Two, he has incredible high-end talent. And I think, three, Shanahan is as good an offensive coordinator as they're in a football. I think he's finally realized that, like, man, I got to have more than maybe the Matt Ryans and the Jimmy Garoppolo's of the world at times for for even me with this great offense to win games. You know, and I go back still to that 49ers-Bills game this past season where some of the quotes out of the the 49ers locker room, the coaches, they just jumped out to me. And that's where I also feel like Shanahan was like, man, I got to get me one of these guys. We played perfect defense. And Josh Allen still scored points and threw the ball all over the field on us like we weren't playing good defense. And I think that was a a big moment for Shanahan, at least uh, with the light bulb going off a little bit. A
0: hundred percent. Jimmy Garoppolo cannot make a play outside of the structure of the offense at all. And neither could Nick Mullins and neither could CJ Beth. It was amazing to me that the whole quarterback room could not do that. That's why I want to see Lance in there right yeah. away, Chris. What is the point of acquiring this guy if you're not going to throw him in there? You don't learn how to drive a car by watching somebody else do it. You learn by getting behind the wheel. And, yeah, sometimes you ding one of your side mirrors a little bit. That happens. But let's go. What are we waiting for?
1: Right. Well, I, I'm Listen, I don't think you're crazy there, let alone he's already done it with RG3, and that 49er team was not as talented as this – I mean, that Redskins team – Washington football team. Sorry. You know, they were that team then. So I hope I'm not wrong by that, but you know, this 49er team is more talented. The offense is more talented than that football team. I think, I, I still think there's a chance for that to happen. If Trey Lance continues to grow, do some of the things we talked about mentally and then translating on the field physically and doing those things. And, you know, to your point too, listen, this is one of the other things that I think was tough about the Trey Lance evaluation. The guy's never run the two-minute drill in college football. He played one double-A football. He hasn't played a lot of football. Very Really, there was no game in college that he was ever asked where they just said, hey, we need you to drop back and throw the ball and be phenomenal today, or we're not going to win the game. He always had the better team. We can run the ball and dominate that way, and I'll make my plays here and there. So there's a lot of room for growth and experience that's needed And that to me is like the big decision with Shanahan because it's like, wait, you play Jimmy G and you sit Trey Lance, you go, damn, he hasn't played, he's going to be two years without playing football. Yes. Right. And that scares me. So, you know, is there a chance to start? I have no inside knowledge on this, but I would think that yes, if he continues to impress and even if he doesn't impress to the extent you and I are talking about, I would think that Shanahan, even in week one, is still gonna have a package of plays ready for Trey Lance, to where maybe he doesn't fuse them in a few series here and there throughout the start of the season, things like that, to get him to play, to excite the fan base and get the experience going. And then I don't know, maybe if you guys are two and two and Jimmy G's not that great, then he goes, All right, f- it. I-, I can't take it anymore. We're going Trey Lance. Here we go. I, I hope we can swear on your podcast, it's too late now.
0: You can now. Um, <laughs> I don't like that, Chris. There's gonna I know. Be I'm just cloud. throwing out
1: possibilities. Yeah. But
0: the, there's a cloud over this whole team now, and you've yeah. talked about it, how, like, in practice, guys are watching, and Jimmy Garoppolo is a terrible practice player. It is. It is a known thing. He is not. He's better in the games than he is in practice. And yeah. You've mentioned it. Guys are going to see Trey Lance. They're going to see this big, strong guy running around out there, making plays on the run, throws like that. Yes. If they start Jimmy, the second he struggles, the people are going to be calling for Lance. And if they start Lance in like the preseason and he lights it up, people are going to be calling for Trey Lance. Like to me, there is no reason to have Jimmy on the roster. It just creates a problem for you. At least if Jimmy's gone and it's Lance there and he struggles, well, okay, like this is the guy now. But as long as Jimmy's there, there's a cloud over the team.
1: There definitely is. I mean, Jimmy's liked by the players. You know that. You know, yeah, you're right. There's going to be days where the the players are going to walk off the field and go, yeah, Jimmy's our starter, but did you see Trey Lance throw that ball today or that laser or when he turned the corner and ran for 60-yard touchdown in practice? (laughs) Yeah, that's going to open up eyes. And if he's doing, again, all the mental playbook stuff the right way, the players will start to be like, why why aren't we playing him? Why, we should be playing it. And if it gets to that point, I think Shanahan will have the guts to do it, you know, but – but here's the dilemma, you know. Too, and, and, and like you know, you you laid out all the points. It, you're you're right. It's very real, you know. I am one like you, where if I felt like he was ready, I would I would play him. I'm not going to trade Jimmy Garoppolo away for peanuts. He is a starting quarterback in the football, so that's part of the dilemma too. And then here's one other thing, you know, stats. Because again, I, I root for the 49ers. I'm I'm a friend of Kyle Shanahan. I want them to do good. You know, there, there is some, some, you know, knowledge and thought, or at least some sense to me, even if you make Trey Lance the starter and everybody, everybody knows he's the guy of the future that's over. So, okay. The team is going to have to accept it and go, wait, okay. We like Jimmy G, but King, King Kyle coach Shanahan said, this is our guy. So we better step in line. So they will with that. But Um, man, where was I going to go with that? Oh, here's my point. My point is, I think you have a Super Bowl caliber team with the 49ers right now. And that could be also the value if you did start Trey Lance. You have a backup in Jimmy G where you go, if Trey Lance blew out his knee in week seven, you don't have to go, oh, crap. Let's roll the dice on Nick Mullins or C.J. Beathard or something like that. Oh, wait, we got a guy who's played in the Super Bowl coming off the bench. So if there's a guy that can pull that off, because like the things you're talking about, the cloud, the dynamic in the locker rooms, all real. But the good thing is Shanahan and John Lynch are real. There's no bullshit with them. So they're going to keep everybody up to date with the truth of the matter. And I, I think they are one team that could probably pull this off. If they were to go that way and and have it be a, a lesser distraction than most teams.
0: Well, I hope you're right because I look back at 2019 and I say there's no reason Trey Lance can't do the same stuff that Jimmy Garoppolo was doing in 2019. Like I really I don't think that I mean it was that complicated. I don't think Jimmy was like this crucial piece to them getting to the Super Bowl that year. I think he could do all the same stuff. I'm sure he knows how to do a drop pass behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah, well, no, you're
1: right. He can do all the stuff. Plus, plus more. But, you know, it's the it's the normal everyday. Bam, you're an NFL quarterback. You're supposed to hit this consistently is where we got to see Trey Lance do it. You know, with Jimmy G. Hey, the one thing you said, you got a quick release. He's very good in the pocket moving around, you know, subtle moves. Where, yeah, it doesn't look sexy, but you go, oh, man, that was, you know, you watch back the film and you go, damn, I forgot he kind of avoided that rusher, then stepped up, and then threw that ball sidearm for the completion. He, he very rarely leaves completions and things that are there to be had on the field there. I'll say that about Jimmy. He, he capitalizes on that. But like you said earlier, it's not going to be much more than that. You know, he does need system help, and he's not the kind of guy that's like, oh, wait, we're down today? I got you guys get on my back. I'll carry us through this slow time. No, he's not that type of talent.
0: I just, I think if he can just, if Trey Lance can just be like a Donovan McNabb type player, not necessarily like a hall of fame quarterback, but just a really good quarterback. I think that the 49ers could be in a good spot in the NFC for years to come, considering that most of the really good quarterbacks are in the AFC
1: i uh, right. The AFC is stacked. I mean, it's stacked. It's one great quarterback after another, and they're going to, you're right. They're going to kill each other in that, in that conference. I, I'm with you too. I, I mean, listen, the 49ers, the way they're set up right now, you know, you look at those two receivers, legit tight end, maybe the best in the game, you know, the running back room with use check included as the fullback H back. Damn. That's good. Offensive line. Definitely one of the five best in football defensive line with Nick Bosa back. Arguably top five in football. Linebackers, I mean, top notch. Fred Warner to me might be the best middle linebacker in the game. You know, so him, you know, the secondary, okay, it could use a little work. Let's see what goes on there this year. Hopefully it gets a little bit better. But I think what we just said right there was damn, a team that's really talented and like in the prime or the young prime of their careers where. There's a number of years left for the shelf life of this team to where they could be something. There's no doubt.
0: From your lips to God's ears, Chris, because I can't take another year like last year. I can't take another year of massive injuries and it's already June and they've already got three guys that are basically out for the year.
1: I know. I listen. I don't know what to say about that. Um, Shanahan's is, is as cutting edge and as thoughtful on that stuff as there is. I mean, he, he played college football, you know, he's, He's been around in his whole life. You know, I think it's a little bit unlucky. And then I don't know. I, I really have no answer for you. A lot of that goes into the training habits. You know, what's being done right before you go on the field. I, Shanahan had, and John Lynch, they have drafted and acquired a team of a bunch of psychos. And I mean <laughs> that in a good way, like to where they got a bunch of guys that just like, uh, if we say run through the wall, you run through the wall. And they're just like, yes, coach. Okay, so I'll run through the wall. Great. No problem. And that can lead to, you know, very violent, even un non practices. So I don't know, but that's definitely something they got to keep toying with.
0: Well, I just want to thank you very much for the time, Chris. I appreciate it. I miss working with you. You should watch Pro Football Talk Live. You see him on Football Night in America. And, of course, the Chris Sims Unbuttoned Podcast. Thank you, man. I appreciate it.
1: Hey, anytime, Stats. You're my guy. It was great talking to you, man. Go 49ers. You know me. I'm I'm with you. I'm rooting for him too. Don't text me every time <laughs> there's a bad decision or everything. All right. I don't have the answers to everything, even though he's my friend. Okay.
0: I promise nothing.
1: <laughs> okay. I know you do. All right. See you, man. Be good.
0: Thanks again to Chris Sims for giving us some of his time. That is our show for today. Again, we remind you, please rate, review, and follow the Niners Nation Podcast Network to get this show and all our great shows. We really do appreciate it. If you have any questions for me, you can hit me up on Twitter and Instagram. I am at StatsOnFire on both. I'm always happy to talk some ball with you. Enjoy your Monday, everybody, and we'll talk to you soon.